you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is The Wounded Prophet. The king of Syria invaded Israel and marched his army against Samaria. He sent a message to King Ahab, saying, Give me your silver and gold. I also want your wives and sons. Ahab sent a message back. I'll give it all to you. I even give myself to you. The king of Syria sent another message. There's one more thing. Tomorrow I'm sending people to search your palace and all the best houses. They'll take everything of value. Ahab told this to the leaders of Israel. They said, Don't do it. We'll fight him. Ahab sent this message to the king of Syria, and he became angry. He said, I'll totally destroy Samaria. When I'm done, it'll only be a trash heap. With that, he got drunk with some other kings who were with him. As Ahab made preparations for battle, a prophet went to him and said, The army of Syria is much bigger than yours, but the Lord is going to help you defeat them. You are to personally lead your men into battle so you'll see firsthand that the Lord is in control. The king of Syria was still drunk when he heard that Ahab was marching his army out of Samaria. He told his soldiers, Take the men of Israel alive. I want them as slaves. The army of Israel hit the Syrians so hard that they ran from the battlefield. It was a crushing defeat for the Syrian army. Even their king just barely escaped. The prophet walked up to Ahab and said, Get ready, they're coming back next spring. The officials of Syria met with their king and said, Their god is the god of the mountains. You were defeated because you fought them in the hills. You'll win if you fight them on flat land. So in the spring, he once again invaded Israel. Ahab's army was like a small flock of goats next to the vast army. The prophet said to Ahab, They think the Lord is a god of the hills and has no power on flat land. Therefore you'll defeat them, and then you'll know that the Lord, he, is in control. The battle started and the Syrian army suffered a massive defeat. One hundred thousand of their men died. They rushed back to their city, but suddenly a wall fell and killed another twenty-seven thousand. The king of Syria ran and hid in a closet. Finally, his officials decided to humble themselves and go ask Ahab to have mercy on their king. Ahab said, Oh, is my brother still alive? Bring him here. The two kings met together and worked out an agreement. When the prophet heard about this, he turned to his friend and said, God wants you to hit me. The friend was shocked. He said, I'm not going to hit you. The prophet said, You disobeyed the Lord. Therefore, a lion will kill you. It happened just as he said. Soon after the friend left, a lion jumped on him and killed him. The prophet said to another man, God wants you to hit me. So the man beat him up. The prophet then covered his wounds with bandages and stood by the road. Soon Ahab came by, but didn't know who this man was. The prophet yelled, Your majesty, during the battle I was paid to guard a prisoner. I was told I'd be killed if he got away. Oh, I got distracted and the prisoner escaped. The king said, You fool! You'll get exactly what you said you'd get. 
The prophet then pulled off his bandages, and Ahab saw who he was. He said, The Lord told you to kill the king of Syria, and you didn't do it. So now you'll die in his place, and your people will die instead of his people. Ahab left the prophet and went back to Samaria, but he was no longer happy about his victory. Instead, he became angry and depressed. I'm going to quote Charles Spurgeon once again. You have never failed in business. You have brought up your children well. You never swear. You were never a drunkard. Midnight orchies never saw you mixed up in them. This is well. But I pray thee, put not on this as thy proper dress. The proper dress for a sinner to go to Christ in is sackcloth and the rope. Well, says one, I never will acknowledge that I deserve to be damned then you never will be saved. Well, says another, I never will take the language of a great sinner upon my lips. Then you shall never be saved. For unless you are willing to confess that God may justly damn you, God will never save you. But if you feel in your heart tonight that if he sends your soul to hell, his righteous law proves it well. If you wonder how it is that you are not in the pit and marvel why such mercy should have been shown to you, Come, brother, come, come as you are, for you wear the true court dress of a sinner. Charles Spurgeon If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program, and please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now, so ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.